0: are now listening to the war report podcast network
2: what's up, everybody welcome back to the podcast episode 142 of the College Loop podcast, I'm Donark on Onward Slash X, and I'm here joined there, Mr. Harrison Tar. Tar, how you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing well. Sorry, I was texting back one Colin Byersdorf, who's wrapping up a package for Eagle Eye TV, getting his work in over there. It's just a wonderful student journalist mind, journalistic mind that he is. Said he's going to pop in here in just a little bit, um, and we're already starting off strong with AJ Rivera commenting. Lenut lost. LOL. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, lay offspring uh, did not. Do much against Auburn today, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But I'm good. Sorry, I was a little ADD there. Happy to be back on the show. Thank you guys for holding it down on Wednesday. I've been busy as heck, but we're back. Just got back from Auburn 10 minutes ago, like right before we started chatting. I, I just got home from Auburn, from the Auburn-USC electrifying game.
2: Yeah, and speaking of which, we have a packed show tonight because, I mean, there are just news. After, after the Thursday show went up, uh, Auburn decided to break headlines left and right. But starting off with the show, we are going to start talk about tonight's game or this afternoon's game uh of the Auburn Tigers putting a whooping on the USC fighting uh Barney James's <laughs> fighting <Or>, Barney <buddy>,
0: yeah. <laughs> fighting layoff springs. Exactly. Um I wanna can I can I open up here real quick, Dylan? Yeah um, let's let's talk about a couple of things. First off, Southern Cal. Um, this is gonna be one up probably being a Q2 b- bubble Q1, Q2 one. Um, for for Auburn, depending on where they if they can kind of get themselves together, they've got a couple couple hoopers and a couple guys that did hoop on Auburn today. Regardless of the outcome, I mean, look no further than Boogie Ellis. I mean, that kid, I, I'm amazed he's still in college. In terms of like, I thought he was going to league last year. I think he, you and I talked earlier, Dylan. He's league material. Um, 22 on Auburn's head, and then Isaiah Collier. That kid's got a lot of talent, but Auburn found a way to get him in foul trouble, uh, which is you know not easy to do for a non-big man. Uh, get 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 someone that's not one of your pigs into foul trouble. He still dropped 13, but was able to foul out, and that was the loudest "sit down, you suck" I've ever experienced, uh, outside of I believe Oscar Shibuya. Um, and uh, that was uh, it. Was it was resounding in the uh, in, in the Neville Arena, but this team was kind of a, a little bit of a train wreck coming into to Auburn, and then you know the the building suspense with Bronny James is back. Even though we're forgetting that the USC lost their first game with Bronny James, but like this whole building suspense thing, and this game was much bigger. Even, even that it seemed, rather, um, the, the, at the beginning of the season, um, in terms of just the hype around it. Auburn didn't blink. And, and Auburn Arena, Neville Arena, excuse me, uh, had won a great turnout of students. Hats off to you guys for, for coming back or staying, you know, the extra time after 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 break. I saw a good bit of you guys out and about yesterday evening, uh, and you guys were in line. Our first person was in line this morning at 4 a.m., Dylan, on a Christmas break game. Hats off section. <laughs> hats off to the student section and it was a packed house great environment and auburn delivered so let's let's talk about some some guys that you would normally think about putting up big numbers and having ginormous impacts and why does your mind directly go to dylan Cardwell? it probably doesn't uh but i don't know how you talk about this game i know that he didn't have the flashiest uh 11 points i mean i actually did have the flashiest 11 points but like he didn't have like the gaudy you know 20 plus night that you were or afternoon that you would talk about most guys kind of taking over a game Dylan Cardwell played the best game of his Auburn career. This yep. um, honorable mention being Alabama last year when Janai Brown was out. Let's not forget the work that he did there. But in my opinion, best game of, of his Auburn career. He looked like he belonged on a D1 court. And he showed out in front of some NBA uh, NBA scouts.
2: Yeah, 11 points, five rebounds, two assists, three steals, and two blocks. And can't forget, raise, uh, blowing the roof off the place by dunking right on top of Bernie James's head.
0: He had a couple of poster moments um, this game, uh, did, did Dylan Cardwell. And no one's eating their own words more than I am about that. Now, I, there's, I, can, I'll go down the, I won't go down the avenue about sustainability. If you guys have any questions, first of all, thanks for hanging out with us here on the live stream. But please go ahead and drop in and give your thoughts about how everybody performed. We're starting with Dylan Cardwell. We're going to work through the rest of this roster here in a minute and kind of talk about a couple of things. But I was incredibly impressed, remarkably impressed By Dylan Carwell's composure in terms of, yeah, he's going to be your animated, like, oh, get the crowd pumped up kind of guy. And there was one point where he was slapping the ground, slapping the boards, um, and USC was fully on the offensive end of the the floor. And I was not thrilled about that. Uh, But other than that, I had nothing else to nitpick about him. And he didn't turn the ball over. He was good under the basket in terms of rim protection, in, in terms of rebounding. Dylan Carwell looked like a very valuable piece of this team. And not to say he wasn't beforehand, but an extremely valuable piece. He outplayed Janai Broom today.
2: I mean, Jani is in a, has been a little bit of a scoring slump, uh, and still managed to get 11 points today. He's had, I think, he backed back games where he did not hit double figures. I believe he had like six or seven last game. Right?
0: Maybe mm-hmm. he'll find uh, himself back in double figures today. But I'll go down on my Jani rant in a second.
2: <laughs> but overall, I mean, it just it was just an overall great performance from Dylan Cardwell. It just the, the poster dumps were awesome, Car- and they just as they just said Cardwell's starting to look like a legit SEC guy. Yeah. He had been the best season he's played thus far, uh, through this part of the season. Uh most consistent we've seen him. I think mean, that works best uh, instead of saying the best we've seen. Him, most consistent we've seen him playing at a high level of basketball that we've been asking to see from him for the past four years, and finally kind of stepping up into that role of hey, when Jedi Broom isn't playing well, you have to step up. And defensively, offensively, he did that the night or this afternoon, whichever one, just today.
0: Well, today. He- you take to you say, you know, if Jani's not playing well, and, and I don't think Jani played poorly today, other than this is my one real grievance with Jani Broom. Um, those shots, especially in NBA scout in front of NBA scouts, dude, those shots from within five feet, they got to fall when you're shooting over guys that are that are short, smaller than you. you they, those got to fall, especially those one handed floaters that he's so good at. And people don't know how to guard a lefty, but that's neither there. You say, when you know, Jani Broom's down and having a bad day, let's not forget, like, you've got to step in when inevitably your starting big man gets in foul trouble. That's going to happen, it's going to happen a lot. And that, that's why it's so important to have such a valuable big um and, and waiting or coming off the bench. And Dylan Carwell has done just that. I mean, he he was he was impressive today. Let's let's talk about a couple of other guys, Dylan, um, that were that were impressive. Aiden Holloway had a very in my opinion, quiet not quiet for two shots, but a couple of a pretty quiet 15. We know about the buzzer beater that was just, oh my god, dagger. Um, everyone in that gym wanted him to just pop one right in front of uh, Bronny, right over Bronny's head. I don't know why he didn't. He wanted to a bunch. Um, That is one of the most composed. uh, I say this. I I did watch Sharif Cooper play. I did watch Jabari Smith Jr. play. As far as true freshman raw talents, he's one of the most composed freshmen I've I've seen in a long time uh, in, in terms of it doesn't have to be him getting the job done. He, he he believes in the guys around him. It's very clear that he's a good floor general. His plus minus speaks for itself. And today was no exception. I mean, five of 10 from the field. He looked like Aiden Holloway from three-point range. I mean, I, I'll say right now. don't shoot the ball more. Shoot it more. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, one for two at the free throw line was kind of wacky. But, like, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, I I thought that in, in, in large, Aiden Holloway, I mean, you can't pin this, bl- this win. Squarely on any one person's shoulders because no one truly put the team on their back. Um, uh, you know, Dylan Carwell being an, an igniter or an ignition, right to the to that team, um, but also a real, really well balanced uh, operation. And Aiden Holloway is just running this team in, in a way we've not seen since Sharif Cooper. Uh, tr- truthfully, I mean, they, Wendell Green did great, but he's not. He didn't do anything that Aiden Holloway is doing in terms of facilitating. He had some great, beautiful passes, but Aiden sees lanes that I don't think you see in video games. I don't, I don't, is that that crazy for me to say? Some of his passing is like, where, how did you even know he's open?
2: I mean, he threw that beautiful alley oop to, to Jay Will early, like, I think in the first half, whenever Jay Will was scoring points. Uh, And I I don't know which one I like. I don't know if I loved his uh, logo three more or if I loved that reverse layup where he drove in, took a step inside, and then jumped back out to, to lay it up.
0: Did anyone else just kind of wonder how, like, the physics on how that actually, like, works, like, scientifically phys- with, with with the physics of his body and his inertia, whatever that calculation may be? I It doesn't – that doesn't make sense. Through it was four awful.
2: Trojans. Through four Trojans.
0: Yeah. I um, mean, and, and, and the kid's handles, he doesn't – him and – I mean, he and I – know, I know people are going to dog on Trey Donaldson a little bit today because he did look lost for a little bit. But he and Trey combined for one turnover. That backcourt is not turning – the ball over hello good things happen when you don't give the, up uh, the, the opposing team opportunities to go down and, and, and go on runs a great ball handler let's, let's while we're here talking about Trey Donaldson I, I did want to get your thoughts here Dylan and I, I want to get uh, the, the thoughts of everybody here um, that's hanging out in the chat about their their evaluation of Trey Donaldson today because I know that he looked lost for a little bit and there were people around me you know hollering you know get Trey out of the game and it may have been time but I thought Trey Donaldson did a tremendously good job of working through his mistakes today, um, and and BP, I mean, laid into him a couple of times. He seems to respond well to coaching. You got to right. He played football growing up, but I thought Trey did a great job of saying, "Okay, I can slow down. Let me let me, let me slow down. And be me. Let me be, let me be Trey. I don't I don't need to be Aiden. I need to be Trey, right? Yeah. And he's such a valuable piece.
2: I mean, when Aiden goes off. Uh, To uh, take a breather, Trey offers that facilitation that you want from your backup point guard. And as you go, he also adds points to the board as well. He had seven points. He had five assists, two steals, and two rebounds. He's a better defender than Aiden Holloway is. Correct. Offensively, it's Aiden. Defensively, it's Trey. There's a reason why Charles Barkley said that Trey Donaldson is his favorite player on this team. (laughs) It's because of the extra element that Trey adds that Aiden doesn't have yet, we'll say. Uh, Because Aiden, pretty good defender for for being a mostly offensive guy. Uh, and the past like I think a couple games those two have like combined for 80 points. I believe? Yeah, there we go.
0: 78 so points, me- 25 assists in two exclamation point. Thank you AJ. Turnovers in the past three games. I mean, like, what the hell else could you want? <laughs> 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 they're fun yeah. they're fun not duo but like also kind of a duo to watch.
2: And I mean, the, the team as a whole, I mean, I can't there, there's very few parts of this team that have truly any weak points because it seems that whatever, whatever BP throws out, it seems to work for what it is. I mean, Lior put up three points. They don't ask him to shoot the ball that much anymore. He is, he is seen more as a defender and that's what he typically plays his role as now. I will he, say. He got right today. Yeah, he did. He,
0: he, he, he flexed some muscles today.
2: If you go by average points per minute, uh he would, he averages more points per minute than, Bronnie James did the day. So true. What I'm saying is, Leor is better than Bronny. Okay, but <laughs> the only real weak spot I saw from this team today was semo
0: Yeah, and offensively, because I, and I don't. Johnson wasn't all that good.
2: Well, Cheney, we've been seeing. Uh, we're still waiting to see whenever he finally elevates his game to this level.
0: Yeah, but we're ten games into the season. It's time to start showing some some. And, and he did have a really good move uh to the rack in, in an ambush yeah. today. Uh, but you want to see more. Not to be greedy but um yeah you want to see more to your point though I'm gonna throw up AJ's AJ's comment here uh, the Cbo just looked bad uh yeah he, he did he he looked uh horrible and like I mentioned to you earlier Dylan um Chris Moore is a hook and hold merchant uh, and I don't know how much that's on him as opposed to the it's a stupid way the rules were written and the way that it's interpreted but he's got to figure himself out some stuff out because Right now, my biggest complaint with Bruce Pearl is that there's no reason that Chris Moore should start over Chad Baker-Mazzaro.
2: Who was who that uh, like guard in the NBA who just won Sixth Man of the Year every year? But he had like starting minutes. He played right. for like, the Clippers for years. I couldn't tell could you. Not, I could not remember that name to save my life. But that's what CBM is to me. It's a guy that you want to – he comes off the bench and just plays more than some of the starters do. Yeah. But he just adds that element of basically he's a tall Katie a tall, more consistent KD Johnson.
0: He and, is a he
2: yeah. is the lifeblood of whatever rotation he is in at any given time.
0: He's a uh technical foul merchant as well. Um just so uh, just so everyone knows, going into every single game on my bingo card, my Auburn basketball bingo card, I do have CBM technical foul um on my bingo card. Um that's another point for me. Uh, no, I, I, I know we were, we could get into an argument about how horrifically bad the officiating was today. It was not great um, for either team. I mean, we we saw both sides get, get whistled for some stuff that was really soft and then not get whistled for some stuff that was like borderline football form tackling. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, that, that made no, no sense. But discipline in general and staying out of stupid fouls. And I'm telling you, like, I I love watching CBM play basketball when he's in a, in a good spot. But he's kind of like – it's similar, like you said, to Katie Johnson. If those guys are in a bad spot and they're just kind of trying to ignite something, they are stupid foul merchants. (laughs) Like, like I, truthfully, like it is, it is just putting fouls on the board and putting the other team in the bonus for literally no reason, none. Um, And that's something that Auburn's got to get better at uh, from just a discipline standpoint. They've also still got to improve from the free throw line. Uh, I'll I'll say it. Well, well, no one else will 25 and 32 is fine. Uh, I'd like more. I know that, you know, you want to go 32 and 32 there, but like,
2: I mean, granted, all of those misses were just one per. Like Katie Johnson went one for two. Lee Orbit one for two. Chet Baker Pizarra went five for six, and he's in a perennial eighty nine percent from the three point from the free throw yeah, line. Yeah, Cardwell got, went three for four. Janai went three for three. Jay will zero for one. went three for four, and Aiden Holloway one for two. I mean, you're just you, having seven guys miss one.
0: Your shooters, your your guards specifically, your, you 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 need to see them convert at a high rate. Um, And and I know that you didn't have a big enough sample size because, I mean, like to be honest with you, the guys didn't get to the stripe. It's deceptively low amount of times. I mean, obviously, this will send you, you know, call it 19 with counting a handful and ones, right? 19 strips to the foul line. If you're getting to the the stripe, you need to convert and get easy buckets because, honestly, the the small little comeback run that USC kind of tried to mount in the second half was just because they were hitting free throws. And they were also hitting great incredibly physical mid-range jumpers uh, that you look at yourself in the mirror and say, there's no way I can guard that. Don't beat yourself up over. Um, But converting your free throws, don't let other teams kill you from the stripe. Make them, if if they're going to the stripe and and, and you guys are about even on fouls and that's another point of emphasis, right? It should just be like uh, a a seesaw, back and forth. Like this is just kind of no no contest, right? It it doesn't make really that big of an impact. Uh, Another thing that I have just from a coaching standpoint here, Dylan, And I know that this is Bruce Pearl's brand, folks. He's the the best coach in Auburn. He's the best coach for Auburn. And this is no beef. Damn it, sometimes you got to call timeout. Sometimes you've got to call timeout. And I know that USC really never mounted anything big enough to make it look threatening. And Auburn always seemed to have an answer. And the refs did their own share of of killing momentum in this game. I mean, that second half was hard to watch. It 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 was was painful to watch. But sometimes... When you're up and you're kind of defending this double-digit league, which Auburn's found itself in that, sh- in that boat recently, and it's especially a lot in, in the past few years under Bruce Pearl, but you've got to call a timeout and kill momentum. I mean, six, seven points, especially when you get to conference play. You want to talk about a team that's just going to eat you up if they can go on a run, like basketball is a game of runs, like we always say? UK, Texas A&M. Those teams are going to give you hell if you don't kill some momentum. Uh, so that's big for me. Colin Byersdorf, hop in the stream, dude. What are you doing? Can I get a double tech? Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Two of them. Two of them. Welcome to the ref show. Just
2: saying. I gotta be honest. I had no idea what the double, what the hook and hook and hold was until today. I didn't realize it was like that big of a thing. Oh, I, I remember, I've, I've like heard, heard of
0: number it. Number five for Auburn. <laughs> it happened what twice? Yeah. Today? Yeah. I and liked just, when um uh, I liked when uh Denver was assessed with a foul originally and he was fully bleeding. Yeah, how
2: dare how dare he commit that foul after he got elbowed in the nose? I was actually, I was getting ready because dude, imagine imagine what Alabama State's mistake whenever they walk in to see mask Denver Jones.
0: Oh, this Godspeed, Godspeed. Yeah.
2: Because I mean, we've got what, three more games to SEC play?
0: Yes, and then uh, you know you you open up. Uh, it, it's in it's a favorable I think order, but no part of SEC plays is is good. So you just want to get hot at the right time. <laughs>
2: at Arky home, a home, LSU at Nashville. Here for uh, an undefeated Ole Miss. Who? Why is it whenever every time Ole Miss is undefeated at anything, it always feels like they're fraudulent?
0: Is that just me? Mean... Is
2: it? I, I just—it
0: is. You're truthfully, truthfully, they're not a good basketball team. They're not really a tough. Their
2: their Kim Palm is so low compared yeah, to for a team not, that's 10 that
0: they ain't played nobody. Paul, um, uh, truthfully, that's—I mean, just kind of the way that is. But um, yeah, I, the, in in large, this is a roaring success for, for Auburn. Uh, if you, if you look at this holistically, you take this game and now you root for USC to be successful. Um, <laughs> but my one other. Comment, and folks, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I'm, I'm harping on officials here. I'm going to, and I try not too much, but we did see the definition of layoff spring um, today. Um, one that really stands out to me. I, I think that Denver might, might, have, might have, nope, I think it was Aiden. It was Aiden. Uh, Aiden's guarding Bronny. Bronny goes in and throws a bow, and Aiden turns around to try to you know pickpocket and then gets called for a foul. And everyone's in the in the gym, including the USC coaching staff, is shocked that that's not a push off on Bronny. But um, there were a few times where uh, where Mister James Jr. Uh, got got closer to the rack and got some pretty damn soft whistles. Uh, he definitely got help to get to those five points. Like I'm not saying the kid can't ball. He,
2: he was held to two until like the last five minutes, I believe. Yeah. I I had the I had an updated comment because you know Yahoo Sports put up that the Bronny effect was real. Because you know, Auburn only Auburn lines brilliant up marketing on, their
0: part, on their part. They got so much publicity from that. And respectfully, Auburn Twitter is, if nothing else, predictable. Um, so you, you knew where that was headed. Quick.
2: I had a couple of comments go towards them. I can't lie. I'm,
0: I'm sure. I'm sure. But And I also don't want people to get, get it mixed up. I think Actually, I think Bronny James is a talented basketball player. And I kind of hate for yeah. him that he has the spotlight on him that, to the level he does. Because I think he'd be a good two, three-year developmental piece and be actually very, very good. Um, in, at, at the collegiate level, and AJ, I see your comment that Bronny's an average P five player. I, you, you see, but it's, it's coming as a freshman as a project piece. And
2: uh, d- health reasons, he's like on a yeah on a layoff limit. Yeah,
0: I, I, I actually don't. I don't think he's a he's a he's a bad player at all. I think he's actually very talented. I think it's a matter of one, he got his season cut short already because of you know health related issues, like Dolan just mentioned. But two, you're coming in and you're this you're the the heir to the throne, quite literally of what most – well, not most, but what a lot of people consider and I consider to be the greatest basketball player of all time. It's an unfair comparison. People are expecting you to be a one-and-done. If Bronny came into the league and people said this kid could be a two-, three-year piece at USC, damn, man, like he could be really special. Well Will he be a one-and-done? Yeah, sure, because anyone wants to win the LeBron lottery. But at the same time, that kid, he could be super, super good, especially at the collegiate level, and he'll, he'll be an immediate player. So he'll be what fine.
2: Say, I, health or not, I don't know if I would even start him over Boogie Ellis.
0: No, absolutely not. Because Boogie is, he has the experience and he has the talent. He's got the skill set right now. That's not to say Bronny can't, right? Like, I don't, I don't understand where the, the instant pressure, I guess I do. But I, well, I, I would it, just,
2: I, what coaches do you think would be pressured into and actually start Bronny? If, if health, health issues aside. A lot of them. All like right, props to the USC coach for actually like, going. well, if I, I, if the health wasn't a problem, I don't know if. If Bronny would have started right away. I don't know. Colin
0: works oh, here. Colin, do you think he'll see he would start anyways?
1: Oh, like what's the question? Restate? Restate? If,
0: if Bronny James would have been healthy all year, um, does he get a start uh, alongside Boogie Ellis or does he take actually take minutes away from Boogie Ellis?
1: I don't know. Um, Elijah Collier's really good. He's so good. Like he was he was upset on the bench getting to sit that close, you get to hear he's upset that he's not getting as many shots, which I thought was interesting. Um, but I don't think he starts. I think he comes in as a solid sixth man right now. You just have two guards ahead of him that are both very talented. Will be NBA players. Will be in the NBA, yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: like
2: it's n- no debate there. Well, will Boogie because he's a senior. He's been there. A lot no, Boogie, Boogie, Boogie could have gone to the league last be.
0: year. Boogie had the film. Uh, that kid's special. Let's not forget what he did to Auburn a year ago.
2: Oh, I know. I'm just saying the shelf life of a, of a basketball player does not go very far past like twenty five, twenty six for a yeah. lot of for a lot of like player at the average player. We'll see.
0: We'll see. As as we kind of we're, we're wrapping up the uh, basketball segment in Colin, it appears as though you've been hanging out with us while you've been working on some stuff. So glad, glad you've been keeping along. Uh, I'll let you I'll let you kind of give your breakdown um, on on the Auburn USC uh, emphatic victory, if you will. I mean, that was an impressive win um, for, for the Tigers. As I leave my last parting note about Bronny James, Bronny James will forever average 5.0 points against the Auburn Tigers, more than likely barring NCAA tournament. <laughs> All right, Colin, your your takeaways from Auburn versus the USC Trojans um, and a fraudulent USC
1: team. Yeah, um, I think my big my biggest takeaway is just how strong Auburn is at the one. Aiden Holloway and Trey Donaldson are such a good one-two punch. For 40 minutes of the game, you're going to have a competent point guard that can completely run the offense to the best of their ability. Um, when Trey comes in, I, it doesn't change, and I don't think we've been able to, to, to say that in previous years. Um, I heard something – this is not an exact stat, but something close. They've Over the past two games, between them, they have like 72 points and two turnovers – and that's it. There it is. Yeah, appreciate you, AJ. Um, that's nuts. That's crazy.
0: It's unprecedented at Auburn. Um, uh, at least in recent memory. The last time you had a guard group that was this good, they, they went. They made a pretty good run in the NCAA <laughs> tournament. And I don't think yeah. they had. I, I don't think they had as much talent or as high of a ceiling as this as this group.
1: No.
2: Also, the Dylan Cardwell
1: game. Who would have thought?
0: We talked about that, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I mean, sure
1: you did at, at length. <laughs> that was topic one um, A.
2: Yeah, D- Dylan Cardwell proving to the world how you correctly spelled Dylan there on national television. Is there another way? The wrong ways, yes. Okay. There's D-Y-L-E-N yeah, and there's the ro- there's the rest of them. That is how you spell Dylan.
0: Okay, but <laughs> we uh, we mentioned that Colin about uh, and, and AJ uh, Rivera mentioned earlier in the in the stream that Dylan Cardwell. Has looked like a competent SEC guy. Today was, in my opinion, his best game of his career at, at Auburn. And I, I said, also honorable mention. Let's not forget when he stepped in for Janai Broom and foul trouble against Alabama last year, um, he, he, he did play well. But this, this, uh, what did I just say? Don't graduate, to turn twenty-two, and then decided to ball like an adult. Yeah, actually, there might be some traction there. <laughs> there might be some traction there. Uh, my only, my only grievance was him with him was him slapping the court while um, USC was fully on offense, kind of in his face. Yeah, they're they're coming down. I was like, uh, I was like, listen, they want to push tempo because they're behind, (laughs) play defense. (laughs) But overall, um, guys, I'm giving this 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 uh, this victory an A, A plus. Truthfully, my only grievance, coaching wise, Colin is, damn it, I know Bruce doesn't do this, but call call timeouts every now and then. Use a freaking timeout. He's going to take like eight thousand timeouts with him when he dies. (laughs) Yeah. He'll have but, a nice stockpile, dude. yeah, you can't I mean, I guess maybe he's gonna try to use them in the tournament. Like maybe, like maybe he's gonna be like, hey, I have like twenty five hundred residual timeouts for my career. Like I'm gonna start using these now.
2: Well, yeah, I think I a plus all around because that that game was just that good that 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 was the most balanced this team has played. i i I was gonna say all year, but this team has had a few games where they've looked really, really good, uh, especially the Indiana game.
0: And I don't think right they're peaking yet. Oh no. I don't think they're peaking yet. Um guys, Kentucky's really good. Kentucky's really good. Tennessee is is a really, really good club. Uh AM's going to be right there. There's going to be there's going to be some teams.
2: Bama's fraudulent.
0: Uh I I don't know. Bama, Bama's going to wind up peaking sometime in the SEC uh season, uh, regular season play, and that's going to wind up being a tough team to beat um they've got they've got some guys that are actual like not this is not a reference this year or an innuendo but they're actual shooters um unlike last year that was that was an innuendo but they've got they've got a little squad um and why are you laughing dylan this is a wide this is funny yeah but I said, don't don't sit there in paris like i just said something i shouldn't say everyone's made that joke all right anyway. uh, we've
2: I've, i heard what charles barkley said on air <laughs> yeah there's been there's well but, as charles said uh, him and Bo Jackson have diplomatic immunity in the in the city of Auburn, which is real.
0: True. That's real. Yeah, but well, I guess my point is Auburn's gonna be right there. I, I, I really, I, I firmly believe that. And Arkansas is gonna figure things out too. There's gonna, there's it's gonna be tight. Um, Mississippi State's firmly out of the mix now, by the way. Um, but it's gonna be tight at the top. Auburn's gonna be in the hunt, and they're gonna be able to sniff sniff the SEC title. We'll see if they can get there. Um, that Kentucky team's really good. They're really good. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but should be interesting. Uh, we will continue to provide our thoughts and our takeaways as we continue down the stretch as we get closer to SEC play. As Bill mentioned, three games left, right?
2: Yep. We have Alabama State, Chattanooga, and Penn left. To start, Penn to start off the new year, and then on the 2nd of January, January 6th, we will travel up to Fayetteville. Bud Park Walton, Park.
0: yep, and go play the Pigs. And Fayetteville, it's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Love that organization and everything they stand for. Anyways, uh, I, say I digress. <laughs> we'll continue to give our, our our thoughts on that, and we'll have a full breakdown on the Auburn-Alabama State matchup coming later this week. That'll come on the Thursday show since the game is on Friday. So make sure to give us your um, – oh, hold on. AJ Rivera just brought up a great point that we overlooked. And I'm sorry. I mentioned this briefly at the beginning, but also what an what environment for recruits, obviously football guys, but also for Caleb Wilson and Caleb Hurt. Um, in and, and, and basketball, I mean, yeah, Auburn pulled out all the stops today, Colin.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, can we just shout out Jalen Simpson? He brought the recruits in, and then towards halftime, they all just hung out uh, by the baseline. It was Simp yeah, it was and sick. all the rest, Simp, Jarquez, and just all the recruits. Um, I'm sure there's some other guys there, but Simp I, with his, his plankton poster was killing me. I need that me.
2: sign. I need that sign so bad.
1: He was. Like when they were when the USC players come out of the tunnel one by one, he would like shake the the plankton sign at him and scream, and I was like, man, that's that's an Auburn. I'm just saying that poster poster
2: looks so good right there. I just need that poster right there
0: in his uh, his inner uh, dare (laughs) call, in in, in that in that routine. Okay, he, he didn't challenge anybody to fight him yet. As, you're so right. You're so right. <laughs> that did happen. That did I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, I'll never sorry. I'll
2: never forget about uh Stevenson or whatever his name was, South Carolina. Yeah. Who tra- he transferred to West Virginia.
0: Yeah, rough. Yeah, and then started hooping anyway. So it's neither here nor there. All right. Speaking of Auburn football, we're gonna talk about that on the other side of our break real quick. We're just gonna remind you guys a couple things. Then we're gonna talk about the big week we've had a big past couple days uh in, in Auburn football and Auburn football recruiting beyond. But Before we do so, I want to remind you guys a couple things. First and foremost, if you guys are hanging out with us, if you're hanging out with us right now, you're on the YouTube stream, so make sure you go ahead and like, subscribe, and ring the bell um, so you can stay up to date on everything coming up right here at the College League Podcast. Give us your thoughts, drop comments, make sure you're hanging out and giving us your thoughts, your questions. We will always answer those throughout the stream, but if you want to drop those in the comments, if you're listening to this afterwards, more than happy to answer those. Love talking about what you guys want to hear about, and we'll make sure that those are incorporated. So Thank you guys for your continual love and support. You guys are the reason that we are able to do all this fun stuff. So. If you guys want to help us out, make sure you give us give us a like and, and, and a subscribe right here on the YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on any of the streaming platforms afterwards, make sure you give us a thumbs up, five stars, whatever the highest rating is on your streaming service of choice and share the show with a friend so they can come out come out and become loopers as well. All right, before we get into football talk, I want to also remind you guys that if you want to get your very own College Loop War co branding Feelin' Loopy t-shirt, those are only $25 on www.warreport.com. If you don't feel like typing that into your search bar, that's okay. We don't either. We always have it linked in the description to all of our shows, so you can just click on the link, go grab yourself one. I know we're getting close. I don't think you can get them for the holidays now, but like if you forgot about someone on your shopping list, never hurts to make sure that they get, they get themselves a little late Christmas gift. You can just say that you were you know and you just had a lot going on. We all will make that excuse. It's okay. Once you get your shirt, use hashtag Feeling Loopy F E E L I N Loopy on whatever social media platform. You use the most and tag us in your selfie with your shirt, or if your dog's in it, great. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, put grandma on the film of t-shirt. Love to see it. Trying to grow the brand. Hashtag for the brand. So, uh, and we will make sure we throw that up on the next stream, next show, whatever that may be. Okay, gentlemen, I'm going to start talking and let you guys kind of cook here and talk a little bit about everything that's going on. It was a little, a little chilly today. You could say it was freezing <laughs> on the planes. So, what's going on, Dylan? What have we missed? What kind of commitments are we looking at? And, uh, how, what is the road to Auburn going, uh, 15 and 0 next year? I'm kidding. Continue.
2: It looks very bright. Yeah. Uh, okay. Shut up. <laughs> If you're driving, if you're driving down and someone's got the brights on in front of you. Uh, <laughs> but to start off with the things that we missed after our last show, Friday morning, Robbie Ashford announced that he will be transferring out of Auburn university, uh, Last year, 1427, 51% completion percentage, 145 yards passing, two touchdowns through the air, two interceptions, also ran the ball 46 times, for 217 yards, and also was second on the team in rushing touchdowns with five. Yeah, uh, I knew it was happening. I knew it was going to happen. Uh, but I was just I, – I didn't know, think I thought he was going to at least try it through the spring. That's what I was assuming. Uh, but I guess the new transfer portal rules came into play, and he was able to leave a little early. Uh, but now he has to bar a waiver. Were you trying to play something over your phone? I think yeah. he's all on the phone. Oh, I, th- I was getting ready for like copyright. I thought you were about to throw up the in the arms of the angel. Why? Oh my talking.
0: god, you're so good! <laughs> and then I, and then I, I I cut it off right before because I thought about copyright, but I was literally about to do that.
2: I was like, I knew it was gonna happen as I'm talking about Robbie Asher transferring. Uh, yeah, uh, that's been, that's been my my dude. I uh, rocked with them all season long, all off season long uh wavered a little bit when the grace mccall stuff was happening uh i th- the graphics are up from that happening yeah uh i have still have a graphic of grace mccall committing to auburn i have the graphic made and ready to go whenever he ends up committing back to auburn but uh, that won't happen but yeah it's not gonna happen uh but yeah uh i'm gonna do the dog there's gonna be a dog elsewhere wishing the best of luck uh someone's gonna be very lucky To have Robbie Ashford on our team next year.
0: November of 2022 was special, and he was a large part of it. Cadillac for sure, but Robbie Ashford was a huge part of it.
2: Don't forget that Iron Bowl performance, right? And don't forget, we have tape of him outperforming a Heisman winner. Just saying. Okay. If Moore had just had better hands, which could be the same thing about a couple other games. Just saying. Uh, Auburn could have beat LSU in 2022 if Moore cut the ball. And a punt as well. Uh,
0: but to you know actually play offense in second half of the football game,
2: <laughs> but with Robbie Ashford transferring out, and it doesn't seem and I know for a fact it doesn't seem that way. Auburn I think is out of the portal quarterback conversation because Hugh Freeze came out and directly stated he is committed to Thorne, uh, even going too far to say that Thorne is one of the top returning quarterbacks in terms of wins uh, because uh, which I I did not check the check the facts on that. But I'll take Q's word for it. Uh, I, I got to be honest, I'm not against Peyton Thorne being a star quarterback next year. I give him a, give him an offseason to kind of mesh with this team and, I don't know, give him weapons and an offensive line. And I think he's going to be pretty solid. Uh, I don't, you ha- already got one portal guy in Robert Lewis. And, of course, you got a couple of transfers we'll talk about in a minute. But we're on the Peyton Thorne conversation as we speak.
0: Colin, I'll let you open up. Here, your thoughts.
2: I I was really looking forward to, to getting a transfer quarterback.
1: Um, <laughs> admittedly, I, I I'm bought into to getting stuff that's shiny and new. You know, a little Christmas present under the tree. That's right. Wouldn't be mad at a nice nice transfer quarterback. Um, but yeah, it does seem that Hugh Freeze is fully committed to Peyton Thorn. Um, and so, so we'll see how he can progress with the offense that is uh, we assume right now fully his Um, obviously there'll be some competition um, in spring and come fall. But I think we will see a Peyton Thorne led team in the fall. Um, And so be it. He's got some brand new receivers. We'll see how the offense changes.
0: Yeah. He's getting some Christmas presents, right? He is. He's he's getting some shiny new shiny new weapons. Yeah. We'll see how that, that pans out. Uh, I don't, I don't hate this. I had a conversation with somebody pretty close to the program yesterday. Uh, about the whole kind of state of the quarterback room, which the fact that that conversation came up in, a, in in a life situation that I was having means you guys know I didn't bring it up um, because I, it's the last thing I wanted to talk about. But I had a pretty interesting conversation about that. Uh, it does sound like Garner's not leaving. Um, so that's something that I think we didn't have on our bingo card is holding Gurner retaining um, after this year. It does sound like uh, Hugh, obviously, as he mentioned, is bought into Peyton Thorne. And it sounds like there's a road now, an avenue. And I I don't know why more people haven't opened this conversation yet. You know, if Gardner's not in the portal, what does that mean for him with with uh, Thorn staying? Now AJ said, "Whoa, for real, huge." Now, don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. I'm not I'm not sitting here promising. I'm just my speculation in the conversation I was having with somebody else isn't from the you know the horse's mouth. It was if he was going to hit the portal, you'd think it probably actually would have already happened. Um and if, if that was the case, we've not heard much smoke. Dylan, I've not heard much smoke about Garner leaving.
2: Um it was more of we knew Robbie was going to transfer, but if he would went out and gotten a transfer portal quarterback, Man, you, that would have it. that would have been him telling Holden to, to the Holden to the door.
0: Interesting thought though. Interesting thought here that is an avenue that I don't know that many people are talking about. Does that mean that there's a window for Holden Garner to play quarterback at Auburn? in the in what would be more than likely walker white's red shirt sophomore season
1: mm-hmm.
0: does that mean that that's how that shakes out is that the bigger picture that's an interesting avenue that i don't you know i'm not i'm not sitting here saying i have all the answers but that is a conversation i had yesterday that it seems like just realistically and logically that's on the table i mean holden Gurner, if he's qb2 and it's for the incumbent for qb2 Coming into this uh, this 2024 campaign, he's going to have some film going in you know, to, to his his final year. He's going to play some. And I don't know how much that 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 fits in the picture, but you assume he's actually going to get a handful of snaps more so than we've already seen. That's an interesting, interesting uh, con- combination. And AJ Rivera said Peyton Thorne, then Garner, then Walker White, QBs for the next three years. At I don't know that that's out of the picture.
2: And we went through an entire off where Holden Garner, I believe, got the entire I, – I, he got more hype than Robbie and Peyton did. I mean, we had a whole episode on the fact that Holden Garner might have, might have won the job during spring practice – or fall practice. Uh, but I don't know what happened. I don't know what it was. But you're giving him and a known quarterback whisper, and he frees the second, second off-season, maybe even a third, if he were to stay after Peyton leaves. Uh, but – I don't think it's out of the picture that Holden Garner isn't the starting quarterback in 2024. Uh, you're, I, you're
0: I, 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 I feel pretty confident that that's not in the picture.
2: Well, imagine you're giving them another year to battle it out week. And I said on the war report, like they're probably gonna do the same thing they did this past year when they're going to go in and they're going to give all four quarterbacks a chance to throw the ball to the first teamers. And, you know, and Hank Brown, who, i think it might be out of the picture for for a good chunk uh Forever. walker white is going to get a chance to throw in practice because he's going to be an early enrollee uh then you have again holden and Peyton, and then you're going to get a cut off of where it's just the three they're going to get cut off where it's just the two battling it out until you they finally name it one but we've heard from the coaches and everyone who's been watching those practices Holden garner has the best arm out of anybody in that quarterback room And that's straight from Hugh Freeze.
0: That's like a unanimous opinion, too. That's pretty based. And all you need is Holden
2: just to show a little bit more mobility in the pocket instead of being more of a statue. I know he's a pass-first guy more so than Peyton Thorne is. But if he can just show a little bit more mobility, we saw some mobility in the 8A game where he rushed in for, I think, what was the only touchdown of that game? Uh, Because I don't remember it very much. I just remember him juking inside. I
0: think Ashford had a tutty as well. Did
2: Ashford have a tutty on the ground? It was only rushing touchdowns. There's not a single pass touchdown. Yeah, no,
0: Astrid definitely had a tuddy
2: But I mean, if Holden just shows that level of progression going into this offseason and through the spring, there's a good chance it's Holden's team in 2024.
0: I don't know about 2024. I, I wouldn't feel bad about 2025. I would not feel good about, bad if about that.
2: If it's not Holden's team in 24, who's to say it wouldn't be Walker's team in
0: 25? I'm just telling you, an interesting avenue that we've not explored is a <laughs> another year of development for Walker white and letting uh, Garner get his season. I don't know if what, what that means, if that means plural, if that means a season and then you're sorry, kind of getting the ax, whatever that looks like. Auburn has an interesting quarterback situation. And I don't just say interesting because like, I, I don't have a better adjective for it. Like, you know, my mom, your mom always says, if you don't know what, I say, I just say it's interesting. Um, that's not why I'm using here. It. It's just, a very perplexing position uh, more so than even last year when you're sitting here going, well, who's, who's your option? And it's more of what is the plan? Um, what do those meetings look like? I think you've got resources now. I'm not sure.
2: Well, it does help that Hugh Freeze seems very determined to get weapons for this team. Because uh, as uh, what also happened on on Friday was a couple other news tidbits that went along. Uh, Auburn is going to be without their leading receiver or wide receiver from this past year. Not tight ends because Robert Foster is coming back, I believe. Javarius uh, Johnson has announced that he will be entering the NCAA transfer portal as well. Last year, 19, or this past year, 19 catches, which third on the team, 347 yards, which was second, and he was also second on the team with three touchdowns as well. Uh, I think this this means. I'm not. I'm not against Javarius leaving. I I think he's doing the best for, for his career. And also, we're bringing in a slot guy and Robert Lewis from Georgia State, who had an All sum Belt year. And can't forget the fact that, I mean, dude, imagine Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, and Jay Fair.
0: Well, your your wide receiver one for the, for the bowl game is Caleb Burton. So.
2: Yeah, but is Shane Hooks not going to play? How many of those guys aren't going to play? Because a lot of. He's going to play. Because all all those guys got to play if they want even a a like a sniff at the NFL draft.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I I don't. Colin, am I am I crazy here? I don't see Auburn running trotting out a team of four freshmen at, 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 in the receiver rotation next year or three freshmen even.
1: I don't. I don't see us like starting them, but I I see all of them potentially getting snaps, especially if we get three. Um. I mean, I think that they're coming in they're more talented than a lot of people on this team and you know obviously we'll see how it transfers to college ball but in terms of raw talent i think these three guys we have coming in kind of outshine most of the people on our current roster
2: hey four I, I, guys four guys don't forget bryce kane and malcolm simmons they're those are really good underrated recruits right there uh alongside you know cam coleman and perry thompson and <clears throat> ryan Wolf. uh yeah <clears throat> Sorry, I got something in my throat there. He had fun today. Yeah, he had a lot of fun. All the recruits had fun today, I believe.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Our video board, Auburn's video board guy, got to pay a little more attention to the assignment.
2: (laughs) Was he not? uh, No,
0: no, no, no. We'll talk about it later.
2: (laughs) But yeah, uh, good luck to Javarius Johnson, Robbie Ashford, Aaron, the portal. Uh, Wishing the best in their career. But with that, another guy who left... Uh, he's opting out of the ball game and Nehemiah Pritchett Tars known defensive back that he has always been on the side of as I mean, we all have, but Tar, you've been one of the bigger Nehemiah Pritchett supporters. Uh, he's going to miss the music city bowl to prepare for the NFL draft. And I mean, out of all the DBs in the go in the draft with Simp, DJ James and him, I believe he is the one that probably needs more time to prepare.
0: Yeah. Uh, he's also, he's going to have to have a good combine. Yeah, I'm not naive to that. He's not naive to that. So I, I, I get the the opting out for the preparation. I think the film's fine. I think your yeah. film is more than fine. I think now he's just working on actual physical attributes, making sure your body's in the best shape it possibly can be, um, and not risking injury ahead of the of the combine. Um, opting out makes sense here. Um, I, I, th- I still think he's going to be a special player in the league. Uh, I think that he's going to be at least a routine, like, you know, routine snap guy uh, and going to be able to hold down and, and anchor down um, the secondary of, of a defense somewhere in the league. Uh, I think that he certainly has uh, a place where he belongs. I don't know where that, you know, where that Tampa is, Bay. really, yeah, right, because Adam into the to the previously standing Auburn tradition of Tampa Bay secondary. What,
2: what's stopping the Buccaneers from using their first and second round picks for
0: Dita James, Nehemiah, Richard? Well, probably the fact that Nehemiah is not a second rounder. Ah, uh,
2: jay jaylen simpson then third round nemai Bridget. go ahead yeah. and just fill it uh, out fill it out
0: <laughs> pritchett feels like colin I, is this correct fourth round feels right for pritchett
1: yeah yeah i'd say four or five um it's very good like he could depending on his combine of course um he could really ball out in the combine and, and boost his rating or he could shit the bed and <laughs> and, and tank mine's a double-edged um, sword yeah <laughs> um but, no, I think he he will definitely be a role player on a defense. Like, I could see him making an NFL roster. I don't see him, like, having to stick it out in a practice squad or anything. I think yeah. he is NFL ready.
0: I do, too. I think all three of those guys are. Uh, oh, for, for sure. sure. DJ James needs to have a nice little combine, Um, probably. Um, Simpson, I, I Jason's fine. Like, he, he, he should have some stock. I'm not saying DJ is not going to be higher graded, but um, DJ probably needs a, a good combine to help his case. Mm -hmm. um i I think he's a second rounder and i think jay simps probably late second early third but uh if if dj james has a good a good combine i mean hell he could be a late first rounder so we'll just have to see where that goes
2: and a guy that we thought was going to get drafted this year is going to be holding off till next year because (sighs) we've lost one number nine to the portal but the other number nine in eugene asante is going to be returning back for the Tigers in 2024. Huge. The team leader in tackles with 84, he was the only person to return a fumble recovery back for a touchdown. Uh, also one of two guys who returned anything back for a touchdown on defense. Also was third on the team in sacks. And I believe people were calling him the fastest linebacker in the country. I believe that's what people were calling yeah,
0: him. He's got to be up there. I mean, he's quick. He's really quick.
2: Hey, he made Jimbo look lost on that yeah. touchdown.
0: Yeah. Jimbo got Jimbo was eventually told to get lost. So.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Work yeah. time, baby. I would get lost for that much money too.
0: Yeah, shoot. In a heartbeat. Yeah. You, absolutely. I'm trying to get that kind of severance.
2: <laughs> Call me Ed Orgeron. <laughs> <laughs> what door you want me out
0: of? <laughs> That's right, dude. No, I, I'd be, in another life, I'm gonna be a fired SEC football coach.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Eugene Asante adds no level to this linebacker core. Auburn's one of the weaker position groups, but given giving another, giving another year of, I, I believe Austin Keys is going to be back as well. Uh, I have to fact check that. Uh, no, but him,
0: no reason that he wouldn't be. He's yeah. got eligibility, so.
2: Yeah, I don't think he'd be gone. Uh, Austin Keys, Asante, uh, I don't know what's going to come up with Cam Riley and what uh, Wesley Steiner's gone because of eligibility, because I, I think he's been here since 2015. Uh, but yeah, I think Cam Riley, I think he might enter the portal soonish. Maybe not. I don't, I don't know who else would really take a shot on him. And, it, athletic is crap, but not really there on the field most of the time. But you are bringing in one of, if not the best linebacker class. In the country, because you you're bringing in Demarcus rick you're bringing in and officially bringing in because he signed as an ally, Joseph Phillips from Booker T Washington, and of course Dangelo Barber from Clay Chockville, who made the game-winning touchdown. Get ready, in his...
0: and those gentlemen better get ready to play. Uh, they're they're going to get PT early because that room needs help.
2: Riddick especially might because just how athletic, athletic it. he is. I mean, dude, he. I don't. He's not as fast. No one's ever going to be as fast as Papo. But athletic wise, Demarcus Riddick might be there. It's somewhere around there.
0: Close. My I, way, I,
1: way, way too early prediction. We're going to be talking about Riddick this entire offseason The way we were talking about uh Falk this yes. this off season.
0: We he's the we new were, Kendrick we were, Falk. We were right about Keltrick Falk.
2: We were not saying right we weren't.
0: So and, and Ken, I'm okay with that.
2: Jamonta Waller. Is also going to be coming in this class as well, but uh, as an edge rusher. Uh, but Demarcus Rick, I think, is going to be playing for PT. Joseph Phillips, I, he might be in the mix. D'Angelo Barber, dude's good. He is really good. He's, a, but I do think that he's going to need a year to develop. And I think D'Angelo Barber is going to turn into a great linebacker. I just think he needs, to, he needs to a little time to develop with with the linebacker coach. I think
0: you can count on some snaps in the non-con though. Oh, for I, sure. I mean, you can count on it because that room's got to get experienced. Kind of in a hurry. they they're kind of have to gonna have to be like an expedited overnight shipping process um, because they got to get up to speed quick. Uh, like they're they're gonna be making the UPS man at Christmas time look look slow um, <laughs> because they've got to they've got to get kind of up to par to where they can play at least around average uh, ball in the SEC. Auburn's got to sever that part up.
2: Oh, for sure. Uh, and don't f- can't forget some of the other players that have al- already signed their NLI, adding to this ad- – one adding to the – or two adding to the defense because Kinsley Foster, the safety from Naples, Florida, four-star safety, is heading here early as well. And, of course, Malik Blockton, the four-star defense tackle from Pike Road, right up the road from uh, my place of work where I officially learned that they just decided, you know what? We're just going to run the opposite way of him, and he still had an all-time game. And, of course, wide receiver Bryce Kane also announced that he has signed his NLI – all four of those guys are going to be heading here as an early enrollee. And with ES early signing day right around the corner, we are expecting a very, very fun early signing period. Uh, I don't know officially how many guys are going to be signing that day. I know uh, I know one target and a five-star wide receiver from Saraland is going to be signing, his, signing with his team in February. Uh, but we have around 30-ish targets that we're expecting to sign. Not not with, just sign to a team on Wednesday. 20 of those guys I'm expecting to sign with Auburn on Wednesday. Uh, and, of course, there's a lot of guys that are on Flipwatch. Uh, and AJ decided two of them to, just mentioned two of them, L.J. McCray and Amaris Williams. Uh, we are I'm expecting an early signing day of, of monstrous proportions. It's beginning to look a lot
0: like Flipmas. <laughs> the boogin
2: is going to be uh, rampant. <laughs> on on Auburn Twitter, uh, because it's just going to look that good, and especially if you can retain all those guys you're looking to recruit keep along. I mean, Cam Coleman, I think, is fully on with Auburn. Perry Thompson's fully on with Auburn. Uh, Eccles, I think, is the nineteenth or twentieth. Uh, he's signing on. He's signing on his birthday. Is, he not, is that is that Cohen Eccles? He's signing on his birthday. I think. I think so. Uh, I I would I I'm expecting him because. Dude, him and DeAndre Carter are going to look so good in that orange and blue. Right next to Connor Lou. Yeah. I've been wanting an offensive line since 2017. It's... <laughs> I've just been wanting one been offensive line. Yeah, it's been a long time, coming. We just need one good offensive line. And can't forget, alongside of high school recruiting and slash Juco rec- recruiting, can't forget about our, our boy, uh, Seth Wilfred and Laquan Robinson. Uh, both from Jucos and going to be probably uh, Laquan Robinson for sure. is going to be an automatic, like uh, in the mix for a starting safety job, whatever Zion Puckett leaves. Uh, and of course the wider the O-line room is wide open outside of the center position sure. with Connor Liu. Uh, but transfers <laughs> are also going to be in the mix signing very soon. Uh, Auburn's already picked up two guys. One, right before we started recording, and Gage Keys, the defensive lineman out of Kansas. And it is worth mentioning that the last time Auburn picked up a defensive lineman out of Kansas, it was one Marcus Harris, who is also off to the NFL draft. But Gage Keys, 6'5", 290-pound defensive lineman uh, out of Hilliard, Ohio, and, of course, Kansas. Uh, Last year had 21 total tackles. And that was pretty much it. Did not see a lot of playing time. But, of course, it is the Big 12 defense. Does that really matter?
0: Yeah, I mean, you're, sp- yeah. you're spitting facts right now. So. <laughs> uh,
2: other guys look for uh, the Auburn to receive predictions for. Uh, five, former five-star defensive back A.J. Harris out of Georgia. Also out of Phoenix City, Alabama. Uh, but reigning from the Georgia Bulldogs. Also coming from Georgia, potentially, Jamon Dumas-Johnson. Linebacker who had 29 tackles and 29 solo tackles and three and a half sacks for Georgia this past year. Also added two pass deflections as well. And lastly, Auburn is looking to try to add another tight end to that room after the loss of Tyler Fromm. And looking to add another receiving tight end in Jaleel Skinner. Future Georgia
0: Southern legend, Tyler Fromm.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's Conley how he feels. John, John
0: Conley was pumped. He was excited. John Conley went to high school with the Fromm brothers. Really? Did
2: that's awesome, uh, for one of the brothers that is, uh, not so much the uh, the quarterback one, uh, but yeah, Joel Skinner, uh, coming in only had one catch last year for nine yards. I don't know if it was because of just he didn't see a lot of playing time or for his injuries, I could not find anything on that. Uh, but uh, sophomore guys, I think all these guys outside of uh, AJ Harris is gonna only have two years of eligibility remaining because AJ is a freshman, uh, but. Going to be huge pieces. Uh, give a, give Rivera another tight end alongside him to be a target. So expect a lot of names to be called. All those graphics are ready to go as soon as those guys are ready to commit. And I believe uh, that is all the real recruiting news we have because uh, we have all the quarterback. We had Only the quarterback
0: worth of it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> we had a good quarterback big board still alive and well. But I don't believe we're going to be adding Auburn to any of these. Nope. But it's worth mentioning. Will Rogers is officially off to Washington, and Kyle McCord is off to Syracuse. Good for them. He's going to be playing football alongside Chance Westry at basketball.
0: That's right.
2: Uh, if you want to call Chance Westry playing basketball at Syracuse, I think. Uh, but of course, the Tuesday show, we're going to have a actual preview for early signing day. We're going to go through all the guys that were expecting to sign that day and kind of go through and see what they can add to this team and really if they're what the likelihood of starting is but right all these all these guys are gonna be really good i do believe uh but with that we got two other sports to talk about in the women's side of things women's basketball took on norfolk state i believe yesterday saturday saturday yeah saturday
0: Saturday,
2: uh, and took a win over Nor- the norfolk state spartans 67 to 39 in a low scoring game very it took a while for uh coach and the girls to get to get hot from from uh the words are hard oh my lord uh from just anywhere really Uh shot 15 percent from my three-point line which is here? wild
0: because they were coming straight off a game where they almost dropped a century so
2: <laughs> i uh, shooting shooting slumps happen uh did we play norfolk state and something else that logo is do we play them last year in basketball or we play them in softball 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 yeah but uh three out of the five starting uh, lineup, and Taven Collins, uh, Mingo Young, and HSG all got double digits. Uh, and then everyone else just kind of trickled off after that. My yeah, one honestly
1: one honestly one. struggled to, at, to begin. She went 0 for 9 to start the game, um, put it all together in the fourth quarter. That's That was a big reason why it was so low scoring. It was just Honesty couldn't get going. And when Honesty can't get going on this team, it seems like everything else just kind of stagnates.
0: When your and, best player falls, isn't 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 put together, it's it's tough. Yeah,
2: and they also have they only have two more games left for SEC play. Uh, they'll take on the Washington State Cougars on the twentieth, which is Wednesday at two o'clock p.m. They'll also take on North Alabama on the thirty first, and then they'll start off the new year on the fourth, taking on the Tennessee Lady, Vol- Lady Volunteers, the home the team who Auburn is a. Uh, Rush to the court for.
0: That's right. That's right. Hey, big big game on Wednesday. Circle that game against Wazoo. I think Auburn I, guys. I'm not trying to be a pessimist here. It's a really deceptive six game winning streak. Um, I, I it, the strength of schedule has been pretty bad, uh, and the opponents have been pretty pretty smelly and bad. Um, Auburn really really needs to put everything together against the P5, uh, and 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 kind of get themselves in the right mindset before they've got to take on a absolutely brutal SEC slate. So that's, that's my two cents worth on that. And like Colin said, if you can't get HSG going early, you got to figure out ways to compensate for, for her production, right? Or any for that matter, plug plug any hole in, in that regard. So should be interesting to see how that shapes out. Uh, you know, if they can pick up a win over Washington State, Colin, I'll feel a whole lot better going in SC play.
1: Yeah, um, as you said, it's just been a, a weird slate of like 0-6, 0-7 teams that we've been beating up on. I'm ready to see some real competition going into SEC play.
0: Agree. Agree.
2: And uh, rounding out, the Auburn Gymnastics host, uh, hosted their a- annual preview meet uh, on f- this past Friday. I was there in attendance. And I mean, Auburn didn't skip a beat, I, I do believe. Uh, you're going to a season without Darion Goborn and SUNY Lee, but you still got Cassie Stevens, uh, uh, Sophia Growth, Araya Bush, and of course, Olivia Hollingsworth all ready to take on another great season of Auburn Gymnastics. All four of those girls performed very well in their preview meet. Also, there was two freshmen uh, starting off their career who also surprised me very much. Bren Bartman had a outstanding, I think, bar routine, and a beam, and she did well on beam as well. And then freshman Paige Zankan had a awesome floor routine. So Auburn in, in route for a, another great gymnastics season.
0: The Jeff Grabo effect, man. I don't know what else to say. I mean, he's just he's just done a tremendous job at all. And
2: their and their first meet will be on uh, January 6th in Las Vegas, Nevada, for the Super 16 Challenge, and then open up SEC play on January 12th for Disney Night versus Kentucky.
0: Disney Night's crazy. All right. Anyways, <laughs> that's all we got for the College League live stream uh, this week. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us, Colin byersdorf good to see you buddy glad to glad i got i got to at least dap you up earlier today good to see you yeah you do your own little thing tell everybody where they can find you love you and support you man
1: yeah no just uh go follow my twitter um it's at byersdorf colin that's b-e-y-e-r-s-d-o-r-f colin
0: one l and colin just sort of for a friendly yeah. reminder for you guys before I tell you guys where to find me, even though it's sitting here on the screen and I have the same handle for literally everything, I want to remind everybody to make sure to like, subscribe, and ring the bell if you're watching on the YouTube stream and you're hanging out here like you are on the live stream. If you're watching afterwards, hey, drop your comments. Make sure you guys give us your feedback on early sign today on the Auburn basketball team, Auburn women's basketball, Auburn gymnastics, the whole nine. If you want to give us your way too early thoughts, the baseball schedule just, just dropped, so we have the complete non-con, non-con. Give us your games and series that you're circling there. So make sure that you guys continue to to, uh, give us your thoughts, give us your feedback. And if you're not listening on the YouTube stream, that's completely fine. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Anyways, I completely get it. Give us a five-star thumbs up, whatever the highest rating is on your streaming platform of choice. We certainly appreciate you guys trying to get up to 800 subs now here on YouTube grinding our way up there you guys are the best listeners in all of college sports podcast land so thank you guys continue for your continual support also if you want to pick up your very own college loop Warport co-brand feeling loopy t-shirt make sure you head over to the warport.com you can grab that link in any of the descriptions for any of our shows if you're listening to us you should be able to find the show or excuse me find the shirt pretty easily (coughs) excuse me i'm just choking on my own words here 25 dollars, you can purchase those and they come in five different colorways use hashtag feeling loopy that's feeling without the g on whatever uh, social media platform, hello, of your choice it may be. And make sure you tag us in that. We'll throw up in the next stream. I'm Harrison Tar, at BuyHarrisonTar on the Bird app, at BuyHarrisonTar on Instagram. The only thing I'm not at BuyHarrisonTar on is Venmo. Um, That is at Tar15. If you guys want to send me some cash, go right ahead. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. That's also not my uh, Venmo handle. I just made some random crap up. Um, So, anyways, thank you guys for your continual support. Dylan, I'll let you get us out of here. Everyone have a great uh, remainder of your week. Get power through the holiday slowdown period that we're all going through right now. So,
2: of course, Uh, I am Dylan Lark at one tank on Twitter slash X. I am verified on there now. Uh, I was convinced by Mike G to do that. Uh, Also, if you want to tweet at me and let me know what jersey I need to get next, because of course, my Robbie Ashford, uh, I'm still gonna be a fan of Robbie Ashford, but it's time for me to move on to another player to boog for. And I will say all of my other jerseys I have are for players who are longer with the Auburn Tigers. So I am taking recommendations for that. Uh, you also follow my Instagram as well, at Dolanark, at d o l e n l e r c k. And of course, you have to surround the College Loop, so comment, and subscribe. Leave your predictions for the rest of the basketball season. Uh, let us know how they're going to do. What's your, what's your ceiling and your floor now that we're a few games into the season to kind of see where you think this team's going to land? Uh, And of course, you should follow us everywhere else on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, The Works. Also have us on the audio version as well on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course Amazon Music. And of course with all of that being said, this has been the College Loop Podcast.
0: Love you guys.